재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 You're listening to Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We're always trying to give you a comprehensive knowledge of Korean culture and society on this program. And so we bring you Who's Who, in which we explore the lives and stories of Korea's most prominent figures from both the present and the past. Lee Jongbok is here to guide us through it. Hi, Jongbok. Hi, Kurt. So who are we talking about this week? Well, this week we're talking about a Korean poet, Yoon Dong-ju. Yoon Dong-ju. Mm-hmm. Uh, what period of time, roughly, are we talking about? Uh, nine, well, he lived from 1917 to 1945. Okay. So mostly Japanese colonization period. Understood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is his poetry translated? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title is Ford. It'll be an excerpt from Ford and is translated from Yoon Dong-ju's poem, Seoshi. Mm. Uh, it's... Ford, wishing not to have so much as a speck of shame toward heaven until the day I die. I suffered even when the wind stirred the leaves. So for most Koreans, uh, whether young or old, the first verses of the late poet are familiar. And it's also in the high school Korean textbook. I'm trying to sort of unpack the meaning that of mm-hmm. that uh, verse that you just quoted. Wishing not to have so much as a speck of shame toward heaven until the day I die. Mm-hmm. I suffered even when the wind stirred the leaves. So suffering with dignity, right? Even when it gets hard. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is that kind of what uh, Yoon Dong-ju was about? That's right. He wrote po- he wrote uh, resistance poetry mm. in the period wherein um, Japanese ruled Korea. Mm-hmm. All right. Relatively short life. Now that I do the math on that, 1917, 1945, that's practically nothing. That's right. Uh, he was 28 when he passed away in Japanese prison mm. after being um, sentenced two years in, in prison as a, an intellectual criminal. We'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's well remembered, I presume. Of course. Yeah, many people have been paying tribute to Yoon Dong-ju's legacy, especially uh, since last year was the 70th anniversary of Yoon's death, and next year will be the 100th anniversary of his birth. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, do people continue to read his poems? Mm-hmm. Uh, his poems are still widely read, um, and his life inspired making of a movie and a musical as well. So we'll talk more about that Great. later as well. Well, let's uh, drill down a little bit into his uh, life, uh, his birth, his uh, life events. Uh, let's just kind of uh, go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was born in northern Manchuria, which is modern-day Jilin province of China. He grew up in a household and a school environment that put emphasis on the preservation and promotion of the Korean national identity. Hmm. And as a university student at Yonhee Technical School, which is modern-day Yonsei University, Yun gained a new profound understanding of abject reality that was Korean life under colonial rule. Mm-hmm. And in 1942, Yoon went to Japan to further his education. And the following year, Yoon was ad- arrested as an intellectual criminal by the Japanese police and was sentenced to years of prison on the charge of having participated in the Korean independence movement. That's a very event-filled three years. He goes to Japan in 1942. He's charged by the Japanese police and he's dead three years later. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough uh, three years. So what happened to his work? How did his work live on? Well, because he was caught as an intellectual criminal, most of his poems then were destroyed or lost. But uh, his poetry was finally published in 1948, posthumously, when three collections of handwritten manuscripts were published as Sky, Wind, Stars, and Poems. Hmm. 
His poems, as we mentioned earlier, about resistance and suffering, uh, it seems to be all he knew in his short life under the Japanese colonization. Any other characteristics of his poetry that we can think of? Well, um, he is thought to have begun writing poetry at the age of 15. Uh, His early poems were about his own thoughts, but his later work, written in the 1940s, were mostly about the agony living in the Japanese colonial rule. Mm -hmm. And his poetry is notable for unusual scapegoat mentality, driving from a sense of shame, uh, as we read in the foreword, at not being able to lead a conscientious life in a period of gloomy social realities. Not being able to lead a conscientious life. So basically uh, not being able to do what he wants and not being able to express the sort of Korean identity, national identity that he was encouraged to uh, embrace when he was growing up there in northern Manchuria. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So do his works still sell nowadays? Oh, yeah. And Yoon's status as an enduring historical and literary icon was affirmed in the last month's bestseller chart. His anthology placed 15th on one of Korea's largest online booksellers. And what's noticeable is that the book is actually a reprint of the revised edition that was published in 1955 to commemorate the 10th anniversary of Yoon's death. He's got his own movie, doesn't he? Yeah, it actually came out uh, two days ago. Just two days ago. Oh, wow, that's timely. Good. Mm -hmm. Um, February 18th, star director Lee Junik directed the film Dongju, The Portrait of a Poet. It's based on the life of Yoon Dongju and his friend, cousin, and rival Song Mong-gyu. It was a risky attempt for the director, it said, because Yoon's never been depicted as the main character of a movie before. Hmm. It was also shot in black and white, and the reason was, according to the director, it's because people are still reminded of Yoon Dong-ju uh, through the photograph of him in black and white. That's an interesting choice, you mm-hmm. know, trying to get them to connect with the photographic evidences of him that people are familiar with and not try to modernize it and, and colorize it. Uh, very interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Before we wrap up, anything we should uh, know further about uh, Yoon Dong-ju to better appreciate his life? Well, there's a musical that's coming out next month. Uh, the, it's titled Yoon Dong-ju Shoots the Moon. It will be presented at Seoul Arts Center uh, from March 20th to 27th. It was actually the same uh, production performed three years ago, so it's a second showing. So this is a, like a biographical survey of his life, or does it focus on a particular period or episode of his life, this musical? Uh, it starts out in a time when Yoon was a college student and ends when he dies in Fukuoka prison. So it's like the almost 10 years um, in his life. It's interesting when you have a life that seems to me, from what you've told me, a, a kind of a tragic life, and you hear that it's set to music, uh, it's a, a, a musical picture. It makes mm-hmm. me wonder. It's, it's a delicate thing to have to deal with that's in a musical right. medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why his poems are read at various points in the show, so that people can understand his thoughts and the sentiments of the time through the scenes. Very good. Have you read some of Yun dong poems, perhaps in school or elsewhere? Yeah, uh, I'm sure many of the listeners are familiar with the the poem um, in every everyday life, almost, and especially in the high school textbook. But it feels very different when you um, see watch the in- reinterpretations of Yun Dong Ju's life or his poems, and when you read it in. 
textbook. Yeah, so. and this brand new movie and this upcoming musical will mm-hmm. give still a brand new dimension of feelings for uh, kind of a tragic figure of the Japanese colonial, colonial period, somebody who experienced a, a lot of shame, but uh, who was able to express that on the written page. Lee Jong-bok, thank you very much for this edition of Who's Who. Thank you, Kurt. And we will be right back.